Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Check out our blog at DIYMoney.org. That's DIYMoney.org. Now, enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back. You're listening to DIY Money. DIY Money. Worldwide. Entertainment. Last episode, we had a great question from Shrina in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. What is the general? I mean, I want to be like British Columbia, but it's not. It's not that at all. At all. No, not no, at all. Not at all. It's more the Columbia than the British. Yes. Up near Vancouver, I had to look it up. Not where British Columbia is, but I had to look <laughs> up where she was from uh, exactly. It was a great episode. If you missed it, make sure you tune in. How to get started with budgeting. Uh, and what is the best place to start? And then we threw in some ancillary things uh, after you get started. What uh, does it look like? What do you need to be thinking about, etc.? Today's question uh, comes from Amanda. And, oh, this is near and dear to my heart, Amanda. I love it. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. My name is Amanda. I am a recent college graduate and thankfully graduated debt-free, but... Now I'm focusing on getting my finances in check and getting ahead in that sense. Um, So my question to you guys would be, what advice do you have for somebody who's my age and in my shoes, recent college graduate, really young, fresh in the workforce, um, but also is highly interested in investing. Um, Investing isn't something my parents ever spoke to me about, not something they were really into, so I don't know anything about it, but I'm really interested, but I don't know what the first step is or how to even get moving in that direction so any help is appreciated wow i love it near and dear to my heart daniel i'm gonna let you start off with this one what do you uh what do you think what would you tell amanda so uh initially here i would say that that's a a very broad broad question getting started investing and that can mean quite a few different things Uh, initially that could mean essentially dollar cost averaging, which is putting aside a set amount every month, uh, into a very low cost index fund, which in actuality is probably a good place for a lot of people to get started in just purely investing. That's not a bad place to start because at that juncture, if you truly are just getting started out investing, so we're talking about, you know, your first, uh, month or two, you're putting away $50, $2,500 a month, something of that nature. That's not a bad place to start. In fact, it can be very advantageous to start there because you're going to uh, use the compounding effect of your deposits uh, with the market moves and so forth. But if she is actually looking for uh, how to become uh, a stock investor someday, that's moving from funds into individual stocks, uh, that's going to probably require a little bit more uh, education and building up a level of confidence in what to look for, how to uh, make a list of things that uh, companies that she uh, enjoys and interacts with and has an interest in, and then how to actually then analyze them as not just uh, favorite companies that she likes to be a customer of, but look at them as an investor. And so that will entail uh, learning a little bit about balance sheets and income statements and just general kind of market philosophy and, and how uh, buying an individual company works. But I think for the vast majority of people, if you just, if broadly speaking, if you want to get started in investing for the sake of growing your money over time, start is by opening up a very low cost account via a Vanguard uh, or a Schwab and buying into one of their lowest cost, widely diversified index funds. You are at that point going to be an investor. You turn on something like uh, CNBC or you read in a few forums and a lot of other stuff can sound very fun and entertaining. 
uh, buying a stock low, selling it high, doing things of that nature. But when you're just starting out, there's really nothing that can beat that low-cost index investing in a dollar-cost averaging kind of way and then educating yourself if you, for some reason, want to kind of uh, uh, specify to get more specific in a different area of investing outside of index funds. I love the question, Amanda. You're already setting yourself up for success by having the courage to ask that and send it in. Uh, Because, again, what that tells me is you're not afraid to ask the question. And whether it's this setting or another, asking questions and learning is what this is going to take. You are venturing down a path, which is a new vocabulary. It really is a world within itself. Uh, or within its own, that that is mostly foreign to people, uh, to to most common folks. It is a foreign world, and unfortunately, it tends to get a bad rap. You get a bad rap by things like, "Oh, the stock market's just a big gamble. Uh, it's just a big casino." You know, "Oh, it's a, you know people that have all the money, et cetera, et cetera." What they forget is, and I don't recall the quote exactly, but I read somewhere uh, someone quoted it eloquently and said that investing is buying into the sweat equity of some of the smartest people in the world. So, for example, if I were to say to you, well, you have the ability to take capital and to buy part of Apple, uh, one of the world's largest companies, clearly uh, some of the smartest people from a management perspective, all the way down to the to the general engineers creating products. I wouldn't say all the way down. Probably the engineers are more important than management. But you have the ability to invest, and then as they succeed, you benefit. And so when you grasp that, companies like Apple, Coca-Cola, Nike, um, a bank such as J.P. Morgan, wherever you bank, you might think, oh, banks are terrible, but you bank somewhere, maybe. Maybe it's online. Maybe it's, I don't know. Companies you use, PayPal, places you shop, Amazon. When you understand that you are, you are buying into the goods and services of these, of these large companies and you are participating with their future growth, if you can approach it with that angle, you immediately start to move away from this idea that it's just this big crapshoot, it's this big casino, etc. Now, it doesn't change the fact that you want to be buying at appropriate price points, right? So, for example, you might love the new iPhone and know that, you know, if it's selling retail for $1,000, oh my gosh, that's just Unbelievable. That's not DIY money purchase. But nonetheless, you knew that it was $1,000, the new iPhone 10X, blah, 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 whatever that is. And you and I came to you and I said, hey, there's a site that is selling these. I mean, and there's no catch, right? You don't, don't throw up your red flag skepticism here. But I mean, literally, because of whatever case, there's some that there's a limited supply and you can get them for $500. Well, that's a value. You know that they're selling and people are buying them for 1000 You have the ability to buy it for 500 Wow. Well, that's a product you know. I'm buying $100,000 worth of iPhones. I'm going to sell them all on eBay. What if I told you that, hey, yeah, you can buy them from Apple for 1000 but over here they're selling for 1500 You You would go, well, why would I buy that that price? That's too high. That's that's ridiculous. That's I know I can get it here for 1000 or it's worth 1000 That's what they're selling it for. And probably in six months they're going to cut it a little bit or there's only a new one coming out. You have that. You have that general information about that product. Stocks are no different. 
Stocks are no different. You, you learn, you educate yourself about an intrinsic value. Now, that intrinsic value is very subjective. It might be your opinion, somebody else's opinion, but you educate yourself about what a, a value is, and that is ultimately how you determine whether you're getting value or not. So again, getting back to what Daniel said, I think investing, you know, there's this, there's this high-level 50,000-foot view of how to wisely invest your money for the future, and there is no question about it. That is through low-cost, index, diversified strategies, predominantly through a workplace retirement plan at first where you're getting a match, your dollar cost averaging, which means you're putting it in every paycheck. You're not trying to market time. You're just doing this systematic long-term. You have 30-plus years until retirement. You're investing. You are then an investor. But I think your question is a little bit more geared towards how do I learn more about the markets? How do I learn more about stocks? And I think that's wonderful. And you speak to me. I'm in this business because when I was 12 years old, I had shares in McDonald's. I owned stocks. I owned a share or two. I didn't own a tremendous amount. It was a gift, but I owned some. And when I went to McDonald's at that time, it was actually a big deal to go to McDonald's. Every corner, we would go to McDonald's. We would get a Happy Meal on a Friday night. It was a big deal. Well, I walked in there like I owned the place. I wanted to talk to manager. I want to know how business was. I want to know why it wasn't very clean. I mean, I, my parents thought it was hysterical, but I did because I was an owner of McDonald's. So I think ultimately you got to get in the game somehow. I think you got to get in the game, but you got to learn. Now, I, t- I share with people a book. Uh, it's a little higher level. Uh, and this is assuming that you're you know, listening to podcasts, which I'm sure you are, and you're learning all of these basic materials. You're starting to absorb the vocabulary because that's absolutely huge absorbing the vocabulary. We have interns in our office, and I always share with them, if you don't know what I'm saying, don't nod your head and pretend. Write it down. I didn't know what you meant by yield curve. I didn't know what you meant by, you know, CapEx. I didn't know what you meant by uh, EPS. You know, whatever the, whatever the terminology is, don't pretend you know. Write it down. And now, in today's day and age, you can look it up in five seconds, or you could ask somebody and start to build your vocabulary. But the book that I love, it's called Buffettology, and it's written by Mary Buffett, Warren Buffett's daughter. And it is a very rudimentary but very uh, fascinating look into the way Warren Buffett invests. I think you need to model yourself. Who do you want to most be like? And there's traders and investors. And I think you have to remain open-minded. You're going to hear people say, well, value investing, the Warren Buffetts, that's the best investor of the world. Have you ever heard of a guy named John Henry? John Henry's a trader, happens to own the Boston Red Sox, also owns a small little uh, soccer team called Manchester United, made his fortune as a trader in the markets. Warren Buffett is a long-term value buy and hold investor. So I think you have to sort of figure out, hey, I want to go this route, I go that route, and then start absorbing and learning all the material that is written about, written from, written by these individuals and start heading down that path. And then ultimately, you got to get some skin in the game. And so you've got your index funds, you've got your retirement funds, and then ultimately, as you start to mature and grow and start to do your analysis, you might eventually go out and buy a stock. And then you're going to follow that stock. You're going to read the 10Ks. You're going to read the 10Qs. You're going you're to listen to the conference calls. You're going to do the fundamental analysis. You're going to do what it takes to know that you're an investor in the business. And here's a newsflash, Amanda. This is why so many people think that this thing is just a big roulette wheel, is they don't do that work. They don't do that homework. And when they do that homework, basically they're just gambling. 
So if you start down this path and you, you, dis, you determine this is right for me, this is what I like to do, I'm going to evaluate companies, new companies, old companies, companies that are in technology, companies that are in healthcare, companies that are in consumer discretionary, super staple, whatever, and you start heading down this road, you are setting yourself on a path that could change not only your life, but for generations thereafter, because the markets and the United States capital system, assuming you are in the U.S. or in Canada, where you can invest in U.S. stocks in certain degrees, you have an opportunity to do exceptionally well in the financial markets. That's all I got, Daniel. What else you got to add here? I think it's pretty good. What about, uh, you mentioned um, Buffetology as a book. Uh, any other books? I know uh, Bogle wrote uh, Common Sense Investing, if you were wanting to go down basically the uh, index fund uh, route to start out before you educate on other stuff. Is there any other books? Yeah, there's out? there's a lot. Um, and again, I think what you have to do is you have to determine um, who do you want to most be like. So, What if you don't even know yet, though? Well, you know, What if you're would... legitimately just... Like you've just, you're young, you're just starting out in this festival. Where like, I don't know. Then I've follow Warren Buffett. <laughs> My opinion is you, you go with the value. You go with Warren Buffett. You go with, um, you go with understanding companies that you know, understanding businesses that are world class franchise uh, businesses. Those are the companies that, you know, are your Starbucks, your Coca Cola, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Warren Buffett's portfolio uh, right now, now understand Warren Buffett is, unquestionably one of the best investors of all time. He's one of the richest men in the world. It came directly from the markets and investing. I think that that flies in the face of him. He like, oh, well, you can't make money in the market. Well, some of the richest men, women in the world have made money in the markets. And so if you look at his portfolio, it is common staples, businesses, world-class franchises that we use almost every day. Stocks like Coca-Cola, American Express, Apple, now, many of the banks, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, these are not, these are not, he's not going out trying to find the new technology, the company that can cure cancer. He's going out to world-class franchise companies that he think can grow his capital and he's making substantial investments. His style and uh, tenor hasn't changed in 50 years. There is a plethora of information about him and his style, and I would start there. I think that's a great place to start. Uh, and, and again, um, just sort of getting an understanding of what he's looking at. But that's a next level sort of thing. That's above and beyond just understanding index funds and understanding investments. I think Bogle's book, Founder of Vanguard, is a great book, as you just alluded to. Tony Robbins, ironically, has a, a great book called Unshakable. Uh, that's actually a very, very good book talking about the history of the stock market keeping it on a very high level, meaning index funds, passive investing, low cost. And again, Amanda, if that's just your, you know, I want to just invest for the long term. I'm really interested in, you know, horseback riding and art and, you know, sports or whatever she's interested in. That's fine. Then then find a way to kind of not screw it up. Definitely. Because to be fair, the Buffett side, you do have to do your homework, spend time on it and be interested in some of the intricacies of stocks in the market. That's exactly right. You're buying the specific companies. Owning the S&P 500, you're going to own the S- uh, the 500 largest companies in the United States. That's historically been a great way to invest. Very low cost, very passive. Uh, you're going to grow as the American GDP grows, as some of the companies ebb and flow in and out of there. That's a no-brainer, and there's a ton of information out there for that. My gut says, Amanda's saying, I want to learn not just about that, but I want to learn more about investing in these companies. I'm thinking about buying Apple, Uber, Lyft, whatever. Well, again, in full disclosure, we own all those. Uh, 
in in full disclosure, I own personally Uber and Lyft. <laughs> I don't know the disclosure. Anyways, um, but if that's the case, I think you have to start going down the path of learning more about how to buy individual stocks. And that's doing some research, reading the Warren Buffetts of the world, et cetera, and getting the information and asking a lot of questions. Excellent question for us today. Absolutely. Man, excellent question. And you will be getting a $25 Amazon card. All right, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to check out all that we have on the blog, DIYmoney.org. And if you haven't already, leave a review so your friends know that this is a show worth listening to.